Not a second too soon, nor a second too late, Jesus was born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger, fully man, fully God. Not a second too soon, nor a second too late, Jesus was crucified, died on a cross and was laid in a tomb, fully physically dead. Not a second too soon, nor a second too late, Jesus was resurrected. He defeated death and raised to new life, fully alive, fully victorious. And all this for us, all this for you and me, all this to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. And that's our focus this morning, adoption. What does it mean to be adopted to sonship? What does it mean to be adopted by God into his family? Well, I'm going to start us off by telling you a story. It's a funny story. You can laugh. And you'll especially laugh because I live in a house that's quite loud. And so I really wanted somebody to do the big booming voice in this story. But one of them's in Shrub End and two of them are feeling a little too shy this morning. So I'm going to need to do all of the voices. Please forgive me. It's called The Slightly Annoying Elephant. One day, there was a loud knock on the door. Sam ran down the stairs to open it. Was it his mum back from the shops? Was it a friend? Was it the postman? No. It was an elephant. A great, big, gigantic, ginormous elephant. Hello, Sam, he boomed. How do you know my name? said Sam. You adopted me, don't you remember? Well, I filled in an adopt an elephant form at the zoo, but, spluttered Sam, the last thing he was expecting was the elephant to actually turn up on his doorstep. How did you get here all the way from Africa? asked Sam. On a plane, of course, silly boy. The airline was very rude. They made me buy two seats. Now, if you will excuse me, I need to take a bath, announced the elephant. He pushed past Sam and made his way upstairs to the bathroom, knocking all the pictures off the walls as he went. Because the elephant was so big, all the water from the bath flooded the bathroom floor. What's more, he used all the soap and all the towels. Instead of hanging the towels up, Afterwards, he left them strewn across the floor. I am hungry, demanded the elephant. What do elephants eat? asked Sam. Food, silly boy. Sam sped into the kitchen and rummaged through the fridge and all of the cupboards. He poured all the food in the house into a massive pot and gave it a stir. Quickly, please, called the elephant from the living room. As fast as he could, Sam raced into the living room where the elephant was sitting on Dad's armchair. Without a word, the elephant dunked his trunk in the pot and slurped up all the food in one go. Now I have had my starter. What's the main course? He asked. That is genuinely something my children say to me now they've read this book. <laughs> Later, it was time for Sam's favourite cartoon to come on the television. 
the elephant was snoring loudly. And there was a boring show about antiques on. So Sam prized the remote control out of the elephant's foot and changed channels. All of a sudden, the elephant woke up. I was watching that, he boomed. You were asleep, protested Sam. I was not. I love shows about antiques. Oh, sorry. Do you collect antiques yourself? asked Sam. Of course not. I am an elephant. Silly boy. When the boring antiques show had finally finished, the elephant declared, I need to take some exercise. Exercise? asked Sam. Yes, I need to lose a few pounds. Do you have a bicycle? Yes, but, spluttered Sam. But what? demanded the elephant. Well, it's quite small and, and being an elephant, you might break it. How dare you, boomed the elephant. Now, where is it? So, Sam wheeled his brand new bike out of the garage. Please be careful, he pleaded. I know my way around a bicycle, the elephant said. Last year, I won the Tour de France. The elephant climbed onto the bike, and as soon as he sat on it, he flattened it. That bicycle was falling to bits, silly boy. After all that exercise, I need a nap, said the elephant. Then he fell asleep in Sam's bed. Knock, knock, knock. It was the door. Who could it be? Was it his mum back from the shops? Sam hurtled down the stairs to greet her, but when he opened the door, he couldn't have been more surprised to see a massive herd of elephants. Our friend invited us to stay, said the one with the longest trunk. There were elephants in the kitchen, elephants on the stairs, even elephants in the downstairs loo. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam rummaged around in his bedroom for the adopt an elephant form. When he finally found it, he realised something. Adopt an elephant. This certifies that Sam has successfully adopted an elephant. Congratulations! He should have read the small print. I hereby consent to said elephant coming to live in my house and inviting all his elephant friends to stay. Silly boy. There we go. So that was the slightly annoying elephant. Sam adopted an elephant. He adopted an elephant. Sam sealed the deal with his name on a certificate. But Sam had no idea quite what he had committed to. An unwelcome guest, an unexpected guest, an intrusion, an annoyance, a mess, chaos, a list of requests and demands he did not want to meet. Sam had not read the small print. Sam took adoption lightly. He wasn't expecting that it would actually cost him anything. Silly boy. Let's look again at our reading. Can we read it together? Should we just read it through now that we've read a whole book? It would be good to read this again together now. So let's say, but when the set time had fully come, 
God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. God has read the small print. God takes adoption very seriously. He fully means it. And God knew what it would cost him to bring us back to him. And he willingly and intentionally sent his one and only son, Jesus, to be born for us, to die for us, to rise for us, and to always be with us. In our story, the elephant didn't have a choice about who adopted him. And by the sounds of our story, Sam was a big disappointment. But God, though he could never disappoint anyone, provides an offer for us, not force. Through Jesus, he has made a way to offer us a place in his family, a place in his story. It's a bit like this, and I'm going to need a bit of help, but I may not be able to manage a microphone as well. So I'll just try and talk very loud. Okay, so Divine, if you turn to face everybody. Divine is going to be Abraham. And God made a promise with Abraham. And from Abraham grew a family that's set apart. And it's a family that God is pleased to build relationship and covenant with. It's a family that you're born into. It's a family that grows and grows and grows. So now can I have a couple of other people to just come and join Divine up here? Anybody can come. Praise, you can come. Come and stand with your brother, praise. Come and join up here and you're going to represent this growing family of Israel. Brilliant. So this family grows. Now, can I ask you to do another thing, which is just, can we just, Adam, good, you are coming. Great. Can we just, can you join, can we just join hands around the circle? Would that be okay? So we can make, if we could just make a circle. Okay, so if this is the set-apart family of God, what Jesus has done is he's made it possible for this family to grow beyond what you're born into. And it's like you were born into it. So um, let me see, who can I pick on without them getting cross with me? Janine, I can pick on you, can't I? So if Janine knows that she's not born into this family, but she's going to say yes to Jesus... It's not like she stands on the outside and we all look and say, well, you can be close or you can observe. Actually, we break the chain. So Adam and Charlotte, do you want to let go? Or that Hannah and Adam have done it. And it's like Janine is fully in the family, has been, will be, and is right now fully part of the family. And that's how it is for all of us that give our yes to Jesus. That's why we've been celebrating his birth, so that he could be born, so that he would live, he would show us how to live, he would die and rise again, so that we are part of this story, part of this family, and we raise to new life with him. And this could be any of you coming to join in that family. The offer is there. 
but he's never going to force us. It is by faith that we say yes. So if you want to make that your yes, let's just say together, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Okay, thank you ever so much. Should we have a clap for everybody that was brave enough? Thank you. All it requires is our yes. And we are fully adopted into sonship. We are fully part of the family of God. And as we go about as part of that family, and as we talk to other people about Jesus, or just live our lives with Jesus at the centre, it's like we're breaking that link to allow room for someone else to join that family and someone else to join that family because there's endless room. It's an amazing thing to think about, even if it did begin with elephants. Shall we pray? Lord, thank you that it is your plan and your intention that we might receive adoption to sonship. That we might be in your story, part of your family, loved by you, that you choose to be our father and you call us as your children. I pray for every heart here that we would know how much you love us, how much it cost you to bring each of us into your family and how you were so willing to do it because of your immense love. And would that love fuel us in this year to share this message with everybody that we are all welcome to bring our yes as part of the big family of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.